0: I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to The Bear of Texas Podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of The Bear of Texas Podcast. As usual, I am the host, The Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, it is time to recap match day number five of the UEFA Champions League group stage. Well, match day 5 really had its surprising results and certainly had great results as well. For the most part, most of the round of 16 has been booked, but there are still a couple of places left. A few groups have actually been decided, although groups D, G, and H have yet to be determined. Although, according from everything that I've seen, Manchester United has apparently won the group, but based on how the standings are, I really was not too sure. But one thing's for sure is Manchester United is going to the round of 16 of the Champions League, and we'll get to the we'll get to the, their latest game soon. But as we start, Manchester City has officially topped Group A after a decisive two to one victory over Paris Saint-Germain in Manchester. You know, I knew somehow I knew actually that that PSG was actually gonna not gonna be able to win this game. I mean. I don't know what the deal is with PSG. I mean, PSG could have, you know, uh, could have won the group, you know, if they had, um, well, they should have won their match against RP Leipzig. Well, that ended up being a tie is really what killed them. But, you know, Manchester City has just been so good lately that I was like, there is no way, absolutely no way in hell that Manchester City is going to allow Paris Saint-Germain to beat them at home. PSG could have won this game. I mean, let's not forget PSG actually scored the first goal of the game, courtesy of none other than Mister Killian and Mbappe. But Manchester City would then equalize, courtesy of Raheem Sterling in the 63rd minute, and Gabriel Jesus would give Manchester City the lead in the 76th minute. You know, all the goals took place in the second half. It was a scoreless 0-0 draw in the first half, but but Manchester City just looked so dominant. But let's not forget, you know, if I remember correctly, the, the PSG defense had a total of 14 clearances. So the PSG defense really had some resilience of their own. I know that Presnel Kipempe actually had a respectable game. But, and Manchester, uh, excuse me, in Paris Saint-Germain actually had a big chance that was ultimately missed. But, you know, at, at this point, you know... If Manchester City even somehow lost their final group game and PSG won, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter because Manchester City, with one with one match left, with PSG uh, PSG also having one match left, Manchester City has a four point lead. So, if PSG would win their final game, three points would not get them anything. So, so that being said, you know at least Group A is basically decided. Manchester City wins the group. PSG finishes in second. Therefore, both teams advance to the knockout stage. So. And for PSG, it's definitely frustrating that they couldn't win the group. You But know, what's, even, what's even more frustrating, ladies and gentlemen, in PSG's case, they deployed Lionel Messi, Neymar, and Kylian Mbappe, and they still could not produce much on the attack. They could not put the ball to the back of the net. That is unacceptable. All that very super talented and expensive talent right there, and you're not getting the results... The, the, the results that are required. I mean, in PSG's case, that's embarrassing. But PSG, that's been the problem for, for several years now. Buying buying all this superior talent and just not winning the Champions League. Yes, PSG has won the, lo- the league uh, many times and, and numerous domestic titles with, in, in the French uh, soccer system. But at the end of the day, what good does it do if you're not winning the Champions League? Because that is what it's all about. It's about the Champions League title. It's about the ultimate prize in domestic soccer. And Paris Saint-Germain just could not secure the title. They were close, but they lost to Bayern Munich. But in PSG's case, you know the fact that drogas are RP Leipzig and then not being able to make Manchester City, Les Parisiens have no, nobody to blame but themselves. Okay, and of course, you know lately this whole thing with PSG, uh, all, all this talk about Mauricio Pochettino leaving Paris Saint-Germain to go uh, become the manager at Manchester United. As Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is no longer manager of the of the Red Devils, so you know, part of me would say, you know, I would ask, like, you know, did this really ca- catch the club off guard? You know what? If it did, that's because the players let that happen. But I really don't think that that Mauricio Pochettino's link with the job to Manchester United has anything to do with with PSG losing. PSG lost simply because Manchester City was a better team, and PSG just simply did not get the job done. So wrapping up the talk in group A, Manchester City has won their group, and Paris Saint-Germain finishes as the runner up, but both teams are qualified for the round of 16. Looking at that Group B. Well, Group B, I knew for a while that Liverpool was actually gonna win the group, okay? And Liverpool basically already has uh, excuse me, already has like the top spot secured, which is no surprise. You know, Group B is super interesting because Porto, who's in second, has five points. Milan also has. Uh, also one. We know Porto, Milan, and Atletico Madrid all have one win. Porto is at five points, while AC Milan and Atletico Madrid are at four points. And speaking of Atletico Madrid, Atletico Madrid losing to AC Milan at home, that's what gave AC Milan a glimmer of hope. And from the look and according to the schedule, Porto and, and Atletico Madrid will face each other in their final in their final respective group games. And Milan has to face Liverpool at home. Now Liverpool has already secured the group, so basically it's it's basically a battle for, for second place and also for the Europa League. And what's interesting is Atletico Madrid is sitting at the bottom of the group. That is not good for Atletico Madrid. For Atletico Madrid to finish spot in the group, that means you are not you are out of the Champions League and you're not even in the Europa League. You are just going home. That's it. That is embarrassing for Atletico Madrid. And in the current situation, if if Milan miraculously, and I do say if Milan miraculously beats Liverpool and Atletico Madrid and Porto finish in a tie, AC Milan gets the second place spot because AC Milan is at four points while Portos is at five. So if Porto and Atletico Madrid tie, Porto is at six points, but if AC Milan wins, they're at seven points. so AC Milan takes second place. But again one more time, that is provided that AC Milan pulls off a miracle and beats Liverpool. Now from what I understand, the game between this game between AC Milan and Liverpool, is actually going to be in Milan, I believe. I'm going to double check that right now. Go ahead and scroll down if I can find it. Ah, yeah, yep, yeah. yes, it. will. December seventh, two o'clock. It's going to be in Milan. I would ask. Uh, I'm actually wondering. So I'm, I'm, I would wonder if uh, if, Jurgen, if Jurgen Klopp would rest all the starters for this game because you know Liverpool already has already has already won the group. So really, this game against Milan, there's, there's really there's really nothing for Liverpool to fight for. And you know, and I'm sure that Liverpool. It does not matter to them who who finishes second, but at the same time, Liverpool would not be too pleased if they lost to AC Milan. But you know, but for AC Milan to still have life and not being as a and, and you know still have a chance, you know, Atletico Madrid, I would say they're basically in the, the the biggest predicament because they're bottom of the group, which means if they if they, I mean, here's the deal. So I said if AC Milan has to. Miraculously beat Liverpool and in in Porto and Atletico Madrid have to finish with a draw, then Milan take, take second. In Porto's case, if Porto beats Atletico Madrid, then Porto secures second, and 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 I would ima- imagine it, that uh, well, if Porto beats Atletico Madrid, yeah, it it's definitely gonna be uh, yeah second place is gonna go to Porto, but. But if if AC Milan also loses to Liverpool, I would imagine that goal differential is going to decide who goes to the Europa League and who goes nowhere. So so really, as far as Group B goes, anything could happen. You know, anything could happen. And I'm, lo- and I'm looking back at the matches, uh, just to confirm, yeah, next mat- the next match, yeah, Porto and Atletico Madrid will, will play. And if Porto wins, then second place is theirs. But if they draw... And if Milan, once again, beats Liverpool, Milan takes second place. So, I mean, imagine that. Imagine that. I mean, imagine Atletico Madrid finishing bottom of the group. I know that my good friend and my mentor, Steve Adams, would actually simply be overjoyed if Atletico Madrid finished at the bottom of the group because, uh, well, we all know that Steve is not a fan of Mr. Diego Simeone. So... But I'm pretty sure that uh, Steve is already proud that Liverpool has topped the group. At the same time, I'm sure he's not surprised because I he and I both picked Liverpool to top the group. So, at least in our case, we got the prediction right and Liverpool is 5 and 0 undefeated. So, so that that's why I was also curious to know if whether or not Jurgen Klopp would bench the starters, but I'm sure Liverpool sees the opportunity to finish a perfect 6 and 0. I'm pretty sure that Jurgen Klopp is actually going to take that opportunity, so So as as I see it, I think that, but but I think, and and unfortunately for Milan, I I don't see Porto losing to Atletico Madrid, so. So unfortunately, uh, Atletico Madrid's really, uh, they're screwed, to put it mildly. They are screwed. I'm going to look at the Group C. Well, Ajax, you know, Ajax already had the Group to meet. Ajax is also undefeated. Borussia Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund, as far as as I know, Borussia Dortmund has actually been relegated to the Europa League because it was actually said on the Twitter that Borussia Dortmund is is out of the Champions League. So Sporting Sporting CP, which is Ronaldo's uh, first club, uh, has taken is going to take second. It's just not one hundred percent official because there's still one more game left to play. So anyway, take a look at the Sporting uh, CP's result from today. Well, sporting, you uh, know, sporting actually beat Dortmund, and Dortmund's been without uh, their their youngster Erling Haaland, who's been out with a with an injury. Although I for, I kind of, I'm not exactly sure what the injury is. I think it's a knee injury or a foot injury. I'm not sure, but there was a source that indicated that Erling Haaland is very unlikely to is, is very unlikely to basically play until probably next year. So, yeah. Oh, really? looking, I actually had an article for match day, uh, the Match Day Roundup, you know, complete, and really went to a great length writing this article. It's probably the biggest article I've written for Primetime Sports Talk, but, you know, just wanted to take that challenge, so... Anyway. <clears throat> so we go back to looking at the groups as well. as for, uh, sporting CP, uh, I'm going to see what they play next. Well, they'll... Oh, take that. No, they'll play Ajax, so... I would imagine at this point well hmm it's very difficult to know because Sporting SP is up by three points on Borussia Dortmund but Borussia Dortmund will play will play Besiktas December 7th at home so I'm not sure exactly how Borussia Dortmund's out of the tournament just yet I mean Sporting CP has to play I has to play Ajax, okay? And, and the and the game's actually going to be in a, a Sporting a, a Sporting is actually going to be the, the away team. So if Sporting CP were to lose to Ajax, okay. So if Sporting CP were to lose to Ajax, but Borussia Dortmund beats Besiktas, I would I would guess that the goal differential will be the difference maker but as far as i'm concerned ajax already has the group so i'm not entirely sure what to say about group c but i just think that second place might actually still be up for grabs i'm not entirely sure but but i but i kid you not uh, gold.com says borussia dortmund are out of the champions league so if gold.com tweeted about it i would i would imagine i would say that it's confirmed but i'm just you know maybe i'm just not reading something correctly but I, I, I would I would guess that it, it's got to be because of the goal differential. Sporting CP is at three wins and two losses. Borussia Dortmund is at two wins and three losses. While Besiktas is a is an zero and five with with, an, with a negative eleven goal differential. I think okay I, I see the goal differential. Sporting CP is a positive four while Borussia Dortmund is a negative six. So I, I'd imagine that's the reason why Dortmund is out is out of the, is out of the tournament. But still, sometimes it's just so uh, very difficult to see. Well, Group D, actually... Here's something very interesting that about Group D, because, you know, in the way it ends, Real Madrid versus Inter Milan, in the final game of the respective clubs, which will take place next month. How ironic it is that the winner of that match wins the group. And that's one of the things I actually talked about in my article, which uh, I believe, because tomorrow's Thanksgiving... Well, technically, I should say today because um, when this is published, this will be published uh, by Thursday, which is Thanksgiving here in the United States. So basically, I, mentioned, I did mention that Group D will be decided next month. And the reason why, because I, like I mentioned, Real Madrid and Inter Milan are going to play the game. And Real Madrid, and this game is in Madrid, so that gives Los Blancos the advantage. Real Madrid is sitting with four wins and one loss. Their only loss was that... Terrifying loss to Usherif Tiraspol. And Inter Milan has three wins, one and one loss. Inter Milan lost their opening game at home to Real Madrid, so Inter Milan has a little bit of revenge on their mind, and they would love nothing more to take the group to take the to top the group uh, and take it away from Real Madrid. But because the game is in Madrid, so they you know that could prove to be very difficult. Uh. As far as I know, yeah, Inter Milan is already qualified for the Champions. Is already qualified for the uh, round of sixteen as well. So, let me pull up my tweet just to verify. Yep, Inter-, Inter Milan's already in the knockout stage. So basically, in this case, as far as Group D goes, it's just a matter of who is gonna finish first and who's gonna finish second. In Real Madrid's case, a draw is gonna be enough for Real Madrid to win the group. Now, in Inter Milan's case, they have to win if they want to win the group. They're going to have to win. Because Real Madrid is sitting with 12 points while Inter Milan is at 10 points. So if Real Madrid loses and Inter Inter Milan wins, Inter Milan wins the group by one point. That would be catastrophic for Real Madrid to lose the, uh, the final game at home. And that costs them winning the group. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm not too sure what to say about this game. It's definitely a game I'm actually excited for. But really, honestly, I see Real Madrid winning this one. But Group D is still up for grabs, as I say in my article. And I think that Real Madrid is going to take care of business and win the group. So, Well Now we get to Group E. Well, Bayern Munich, uh, also a perfect 5-0. <laughs> a goal differential of plus 16. Scored 19 goals, allowed only 3. And... <laughs> actually just uh, you know re- recently uh, the the big uh, talk of uh, Bayern Munich's game against uh, Dynamo Kiev it was in the in in a, in some snow playing in the snow and Robert Lewandowski had a beautiful golasso on a bicycle kick and and that really made headlines around the world didn't it especially in the soccer world well Bayern Munich got the it's got the group basically secured you know the group is theirs Bar- uh, Barcelona is actually sitting in second, and Barcelona, who actually they won their first game under their new manager, Xavi, Barcelona was unable to uh, get a win against uh, Benefica, as a matter of fact, I'm curious to know what was the result again, I remember that it was a draw, let me go and see if I can pull it up, I'm scrolling down, ah, here we go, it was actually a 0-0 draw, and it was at home too, so... Not the best thing for Barcelona, but it gave him a point, and and it and it really and it, I guess it did him somewhat of a favor, but it's really not much. I mean, the goal di- Barcelona's goal differential is at negative four. Same and same thing with uh, you know with Benfica. Barcelona has only scored two goals and allowed six, while Benfica scored five goals and five goals and allowed nine. So that that being said. You know, and I didn't even talk about Group E in, in my story, but but now look at the games uh, for next month uh, for Barcelona. Barcelona acts. Oh well, boy, oh boy. Barcelona plays Bayern Munich. Okay, and Benfica will play Dynamo Kiev, and Dynamo Kiev is already eliminated. If Barcelona loses to Bayern Munich, and Benfica wins. Barcelona will will be relegated to the Europa League. I mean, how crazy is that? How crazy is that? And I I didn't mention this in my article. I mean, the article was already kind of the big. It was was already. You know, I put so much into it. You know, I kind of put all these a uh, couple of things. You know, because with, with Group B and you know, it wasn't too much to say about Barcelona. But you know, if I had look deeper, I I certainly you know. I, this is the same thing with several other groups. I mean, this is also the same thing with um, with Group B, so maybe I didn't make the point, and I guess what I would say said about Barcelona would be the exact same thing I said about Group B, and I didn't want to repeat myself because, you know, that's kind of something that's a bit strange, repeating myself, although God knows how many times I've repeated myself on this show, but <laughs> you all know me. But based on the looks of it, if, unless my eyes deceive me, I'm, I'm looking at it one more time. Barcelona plays Bayern Munich. Okay, Benfica plays Dynamo Kiev at home. So if Barcelona loses to Bayern, Benfica beats Dynamo Kiev, Benfica claims second place. Barcelona is relegated to the Europa League. But in Barcelona's case, well, at least you're still, still, still excuse me, at least you're still going to be competing for a title. Because if you finish, I mean, it's better than finishing fourth. Because you finish fourth, you're out. You're out of contention. Period, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is huge. I'm gonna go, go ahead and finish. Uh, go, going with the good the groups, so we'll go some, through the results today. Well, Group F, Manchester United has actually won the group. Hmm. Manchester United has uh, has won the group, and everything that's been going on with Manchester United in, in Premier League play has just been horrible. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was sacked. Michael Carrick has been named the caretaker manager. And Manchester United, their first game under the the leadership and managing of uh, Michael Carrick, who's a, by the way is is a longtime Manchester United player, played for a midfielder, played for England as well, was part of the English squads for the 2006 and 2010 World Cups. You know, My, Michael Carrick is just you know another player that played for Manchester United. He you know, played 12 years with Manchester United, so he was actually the captain for Manchester United. So. It's kind of the same thing with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. former star player, taking over the team and we all know like every guy that's been after Sir Alex, you know, things haven't gone so well, but but I think Michael Carrick, uh, well, he, he did lead Manchester United to a 2-0 win against uh, Villa Real, so uh so so far I would say well, I mean, that that's one win, but I'm not going to get my hopes up for the future and I and that and that's no disrespect, so but you know Manchester United beat Villarreal on the road, so gotta give him gotta give him that, and that's and that was a, the first game with Michael Carrick, and and while the while the game while Manchester United's win wasn't the best way, it was a win, so 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 really you you just can't take that away. So anyway. <clears throat> Uh, looking at some notes, just to clarify a couple of things, I want to make sure I say everything correctly. But Manchester United needed that win, and now they have the group basically won, so they're going to the round of 16. And as far as Group F goes, it's it's still between you know Villarreal is actually assured of at least a Europa League uh, birth. So Atalanta actually tied with Young Boys three to three. So. You know, Atalanta has drawn the the last two games. Um, I think we know before this one, they tied with Manchester United, so. And I believe that was actually in Atalanta. So. So, Atalanta's really in a bit of a predicament themselves. Yeah, 3-3 draw, and and, and Atalanta was on the road, too. And, well, you know, Atalanta, you know, had the lead, and you know, in the 80th minute, it was tied, and and briefly, young boys actually, young boys briefly had had a three to two lead before Adelina tied it four minutes later. So, if Atalanta, I guess it could have been worse, but still, this draw was you know pretty. It's pretty costly because, like I said, you know, I'm looking at it. You know, they're at one win, three draws, one loss, at six points, and Villarreal tr- is up ahead by one point. So. Anyway, i curious to know, like, and, and how ironic it is. In the final game, December 8th, Atalanta plays Villarreal. So, the way I see it is the winner of that match takes second place, the loser is relegated to the Europa League. And Villarreal won the Euro- Europa League la- title last year, beating Manchester United in the final. <laughs> So Atalanta is, good, is basically saying to themselves, "We need to beat Villarreal and send them send them back to the Europa League where they belong." And Atalanta is the home team, so Atalanta going to have to take care of business on the road to take take second place. So good luck to them. But Manchester United will play their final uh, game against Young Boys at Old Trafford, and yeah, let's not forget Young Boys beat Manchester United already, already in, the, in the opening meeting. And Manchester United says. Sorry, boys. You're not gonna do this to us on our on our home on our home field. No, sir. Not today. So now we move on to Group G. Well, it's good. I mean, isn't it amazing? That right now, as I'm looking at, it, Lille is actually leading the club, you know, over our Red Bull Salzburg and Sevilla. Well, Lille is actually hasn't won the group yet, but they are assured of at least the Europa League. So. You know, it's just, you know, you know, based on these res- the-, the results, you know, Lille is under a lot of pressure. Lille actually plays their final game against Wolfsburg, while RP Salzburg and Sevilla will, will take on each other. So, if Lille, play- if- if Lille uh, is to win the group, they're going to have to win their game. They're out eight points with two wins, two draws, and one loss. And RP Salzburg is right under them with two wins, one draw, and two losses. So Sevilla has six points. So if Sevilla beats RP, uh, RP Salzburg, and Lille beats Wolfsburg, Lille's gonna be okay. So all Lille has to do is beat the is beat Wolfsburg, who's at the bottom of the group, and Lille can win their group, and that would be huge for Lille. You know, as Lille won the league last year, you know, taking away from PSG, and then they go through that. And then they win their group in the Champions League. I mean, that is huge. That's something that Lille should be, could be very, very proud of. But, like I said, first, got to take care of business. So, that's what it's about. So, anyway. As far as Sevilla goes. Well, they play uh, R.P. Salzburg uh, on the road. So, now, if Salzburg wins and Lille loses, Salzburg S- Salzburg you know wins the group. But Lille can still advance. But... Leal at this point they're they're finishing out on the road against the against the bottom the, the team that's at the bottom of the groups so they're gonna have to they're gonna have to take care of business so anyway now we get to group uh, H you know this is super super interesting right here Juventus losing their game against Chelsea 4-0. to That was pretty costly. Because Chelsea was trailing three points before that game. And all Juventus had to do was beat Chelsea. And Juventus would have secured the, the group. Instead, Chelsea destroyed them, beating them 4-0 to at Sanford Bridge. So now... But... I should mention, both Chelsea and Juventus are qualified for the Champions League. As I see, looking at the notes right here, yeah, yeah. Chelsea and Juventus are already both in the knockout stage. I mean, Juventus um, secured that actually earlier this month, if I remember correctly. But right now, it's a matter of who's going to finish second and third. But both Chelsea and Juventus are at four wins and one loss. But Chelsea has a major advantage with goal differential at plus 9 while Juventus is at plus 3. The final games of these is is very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Because Chelsea is going to play Zenit-St. Petersburg on the road. While Juventus plays Malmo at home. Chelsea and Juventus are certainly going to win their final game. But here's the problem: if they, even if they both win, because Chelsea has a adva- major advantage as far as goal differential goes, even if Juventus wins their game while Chelsea wins theirs, Chelsea. So if both teams win, Chelsea wins the group. The only way Juventus can win the group is that if Juventus beats Malmo, and if somehow Chelsea loses to Zenit Saint Petersburg, which I think will not happen. I hate to say it, but. Juventus had their chance; they blew it. Now the group very likely belongs to Chelsea. So that's why I said, you know, both at twelve points, and Chelsea has the goal differential of, of plus nine, you know, because scoring ten goals, allowing just one, while Juventus scored nine goals, allowing six. You know, after that, after losing four to zero, I mean, that was brutal for Juventus. I mean, that's why it's no exagger- exaggeration when I say that Juventus had their chance and they blew it. So. So that being said, uh, the only way Chelsea, the only way Juventus wins the group, is that if if St. Petersburg pulls off one of the biggest miracles and upset in, in Champions League history, and beats Chelsea. So, but I I, I don't think that's going to happen. The group belongs to Chelsea, and like I said, Juventus had their chance, they didn't take it. So that wraps up the group games. We'll talk a little bit about the the games we saw in Match Day Five. Talked about it already. You know, we talked about Bayern Munich beat Dynamo Kiev. Uh, we all, Robert Lewandowski's bicycle kick. Manchester United being, beating Villarreal on the road, and of course Cristiano Ronaldo scored a, his sixth goal of the tournament. You know, if I remember, you know, if, if, if once my mind deceives me, Cristiano Ronaldo has actually scored for every Champions League group game so far for Manchester United. He has six goals total. So. As far as, I, as far as I know, if I'm reading it correctly, Cristiano Ronaldo has scored in every game for Manchester United in Champions League play. And it's just kind of weird seeing Manchester United be better at Champions League play than EPL play. But overall, Manchester United is far from being a good team. But but what was, what was really interesting about the game against the Villarreal is that Jadon Sancho finally scored his first goal for Manchester United. did in Champions League play, so better late than never. But in Jadon Sancho's case... He's got to keep up the good work. But, you know, you know what's also interesting from this match is, you know, from the lineups. You know, when I saw the lineups come out, and I I always look at the lineups. When goal, I get the notification from goal that the lineup has been released. I looked at the lineup, the starting lineup. Ronaldo as the uh, the striker. And then you got Anthony Martial, Donny Van de Beek, and Jaden Sancho as the forwards. I mean, I wasn't surprised to see Donnie... I mean, okay. I don't know what the bigger surprise was. Seeing Donnie Vandebeek play as a forward or the fact that Donnie Vandebeek was in the starting lineup to begin with. Because as we know, Vandebeek is you we know to be a midfielder. The twenty—he's 20 he's a 20, the 24-year-old is usually a midfielder. But I guess this is part of the change because now that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is gone. But how great it is that we finally saw Donnie Vandebeek start. I only hope that he gets more chances now. Donny Van de Beek really hasn't been the best player. He has struggled, but that's because you know he's you know he's still learning. But at that point, that that excuse doesn't work because he's 24 now. So Donny Van de Beek is going to have to make the best of his opportunities. And honestly, I want to. I'd like to see him start more. I, I'm really hoping he'll start in the EPL so so things can get, get you know he can take things to the next level. You know, speaking of uh, Manchester United in, in EPL play. Manchester United's uh, next two uh, EPL games against Chelsea on the road and Arsenal at home. So these are going to be huge tests, and if it's going to be a freaking miracle if Manchester if Manchester United beats either of those teams, because right now I really don't see it. I don't see them beating Chelsea. I don't see them even beating Arsenal. I mean, it pains me to say it, but unfortunately, this is. It's, I'm just being realistic. So. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I would like to see Donny Van Beek play more. Maybe hopefully he can make a difference. Hopefully he can do great for the, the the club moving forward. You know, we pay a lot of money to get him, so we might as well develop him and use him, right? So, anyway. So, Manchester United's good win against Villa, Villarreal. And this, it, w- it wasn't the best performance for Van de Beek, but I'm sure he'll be okay. Of course, there was also the the four nothing win against uh, Chelsea's four nothing win against Juventus. I was actually doing a, l- a little bit of a, I was actually uh, kind of live with uh, the, the boys from Stoppage Time FC, Joe uh, Maver and uh, Zach Westrick, while they they were actually watching the game. While I was kind of following it with them, and, Ch- and of course Zach was unsurprisingly overjoyed. The game for Chelsea, it was good. It was actually good to see. It was certainly good to see uh, Christian Pulisic be in the starting lineup, and Angelo Conte was actually in the starting lineup, but Angelo Conte was pulled down in the thirty seventh minute because he because he actually uh, su- suffered an injury. Okay, SB Nation says that Thomas Tuchel, or Tuchel, I, hope, I don't even know, if it, but that Thomas uh, Tuchel has provided uh, an update. And unfortunately for Angelo Conte, it's really been difficult for him to stay healthy lately. But I'm trying to see... Okay. Okay, it says here, according to the SBIN, and I quote, Conte was substituted before the end of the first half for an injury that appears to be a knock to his knee. Oh, boy. Yeah, hopefully the injuries are not serious. Angelo Conte is, you know, one of Chelsea's best players. I mean, we, we need him. I mean, especially the French national team. I mean, we're going to need him to be as healthy as could can be, especially for the World Cup next year. Oh, man. As far as I'm concerned, uh, I don't know how serious it is, but I... So I'm actually not curious to know, is uh, Angulo Conte going to be uh, good to go against Manchester United? Uh, so I guess th- that's the level of concern right there, but I'm not sure if I'd worry about it too much. I mean, if, it, if he has to miss one game, Chelsea really has nothing to worry about. So, yeah, Chelsea So Chelsea should be fine. Okay, got a little bit carried away with uh, Angulo Conte, but you all know how much Angulo Conte means to me. Well, it was good to see Edouard Mendy keep, it an- keep another clean sheet. And you know Timo Werner's, you know, at, scored a goal, you know, the, the final goal deep in the stoppage time. So, you know, it was a very good, a very good result for Chelsea. I mean, this is the kind the kind of result they were really hoping for, and and like I said, for Juventus, this was their chance to put the game away, but they could not do it. So, it's unfortunate, but they didn't get the job done, and they only have them, themselves to blame. So i these games. So Barcelona, Benefica, 0-0 draw. Malmo and Zenith St. Petersburg battle to a 1-1 draw. Sevilla beat Wolfsburg. Lille actually beat RP Salzburg, which is huge. You know, Lille winning big at home. I mean, Lille has the golden opportunity to secure the group and they'll have to do that in their next game. And it's really looking good for them. It really is. So... Atalanta and Young Boys, a 3-3 to draw. Atalanta almost lost. Ajax beating Besiktas on the road saying to stay perfect. Inter Milan beating Shakhtar Donetsk, the Ukrainian team, 2 nothing. Sporting beating Dortmund 3-1. and Dortmund's just really been horrible. Manchester City, again, that dominant, very convincing 2-1 win over Paris Saint-Germain. Paris Saint-Germain, this is not good for them at all. But just... Due to the fact that all the firepower they have, they just still couldn't produce the goals. AC Milan beating Atletico Madrid, courtesy of a late, of a late goal in the 87th minute. You know, as, looking at the spring, seeing the lineup, you know, it was good to see Olivier Giroud start for AC Milan. Olivier Giroud actually picked up a yellow card and I that he was pulled out of the game. I'm sure that he, he was a substitute out of the game and he was replaced by none other than Zlatan, but himself. Well... Atletico Madrid got Antoine Griezmann back, and Antoine Griezmann was side by side with Luis Suarez in the front too. But that really didn't do any that, that, that really didn't do any favors for Atletico Madrid. Now Diego Simeone utilized the formation three uh, three defenders, one midfielder, two forwards, and two strikers. Man, Atletico Madrid's things are just not looking good for them. Then. R.P. Leipzig beating Club Roots 5-0 on the road. While Real Madrid got the revenge beating Sheriff Teraspol 3-0. So, anyway. Very good match day five. Some very surprising results. i mean, if talking about these surprising results. One of them is Milan beating Atletico Madrid on the road. There's one of them. And, you know, the young boys in Atalanta... Barcelona, Benfica, Chelsea destroying Juventus, so, but it was an exciting game, so, looking at, looking at the games for Group Day 6, PSG is gonna finish it out at home against Club Bruges, but, like I said, the, they, they've already lost, they've already, you know, they're not gonna win, they're not gonna take the group anymore, because, you know, it doesn't matter, but, so it's basically a game for pride, and, you know, it's against Club Bruges, so, if, uh, if Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe are deployed and we still can't see goals from them against a club like Club Rouge, and that's really embarrassing. Manchester City plays RP Leipzig on the road. Porto, and then there's Porto and Atletico Madrid. We got got—we talked about that. Milan and, Ace, Milan and Liverpool, and Milan's going to have to pull off a miracle at home to beat Liverpool. And then they have to hope that Porto and Atletico Madrid end up in a draw. So there's Real Madrid and Inter Milan. The winner of that match wins the group. Juventus versus Malmo, and Chelsea versus Zinni P- St. Petersburg, and talked about that as well, and I don't want to go through that again. And finally, Bayern Munich versus Barcelona, and Barcelona's in trouble as well. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.